Wait, did you hear? <gasps> no. We're diving into the juiciest celebrity profiles of all time. I'm Beatrice Hazelhurst. And I'm Ivana Ryder. This, this is Uncover Girl. I should actually start off today's recording by telling you that Chris gave you a raving review <gasps> last night of, oh my a, God. of a hot dog. Stop! Yeah. We were sitting having a wiener. <laughs> I think, yeah. But he said, I think she's a really good girl. Aww. Unprovoked. Unprompted. Oh my gosh. Just from the ether. Yeah. He was like, Ivana's a really good girl. Oh, that's know, so cute. sweet. I know. Thank you, Chris. I know the huge praise for Chris. Yeah. Usually, like at the very most, you get like a you know, as I've said, a, you look nice. No, totally. A and tough that's critic. high. Yeah. Not someone that's like you know exploding with like unnecessary praise for all. Oh no. It's like it, he means it when he says it, which is why. That no, means and so that much. counts. That counts for a lot. I mean, Stephen is the same way. Whereas you and I, we're we, just like, <laughs> okay, gorgeous angel Hi. princess. Oh, obsessed. <laughs> We had a big week this week because we finished our book proposal yes. for Uncover Girl. Yes. The book version Stay will tuned. be hitting shelves. Stay tuned. That's we all hope. we can say. That's all, That's we, all can we can say. say. That's all we can say. But I did find it hilarious how quickly we just bypassed the accomplishment. Like it's like 30 oh. pages of work. We like sent it back Thousands and Thousands of words. <laughs> Deciding comma, no comma, comma, no comma. And yet we just like sent it back full PDF, finish, flourished. And then we're like, anyway, so check so, out. Yeah. This, like, By the just way. <laughs> completely. Yeah. It's funny the things that will really hold lofty as like ultimate achievements. Like a Halloween costume means so much to us. Yeah. Or and like yeah. <laughs> a day that you stop off to get a carrot cake at Clark's Diner. I'm yeah. like, oh, amazing. Texting in all caps. Like, let's go, babe. Yeah. You killed it. <laughs> so exciting. I hope you enjoy every second of it. <laughs> and this, it was just. And this, it's like, okay, cool. All right. I know. We need to work on that. I know. We need to work on that. No, our whole thing is our, you know, our problem is like we're, we're treadmill people. Yeah. We finish one thing. We're like, what's next? On to next? the next. On to the next. Yeah. And it's not the way. It's not the way. You miss things. They pass you by. The grandness. I remember your, your sushi lunch that yeah. one time. That was <laughs> quickly destroyed. Yeah. What? How did oh, what happened? Destroy? Yeah. What happened was I returned to my cell phone to discover messages from a very upset writer <gasps> oh yeah are we ever gonna say that writer's name on this podcast never no never as long as we live some of you have messaged us directly if you do we will reveal yeah in private of course yeah on the dm the but, disappearing dm yeah but over the course i think we're up to like something like 35 episodes now like we're really deep in it yeah oh my god it's y been a year it's been this a is also our year anniversary this yeah, month of the conception truly Throughout that whole process of covering, you know, 30 different writers, 30 different profiles, there has only been one who has attacked us with such viciousness and was so greatly peeved by our portrayal of her work um, that she really blew us up. And it just so happened to be one of the earlier episodes. <laughs> I won't say which one, <laughs> but it was one of our, it was one of the first few, yeah. which really hit us hard at the time. I was sick for days. I, I was sick for days. I but I got through it. Eventually, I blocked her and I've never looked back. Yeah. No, we've we've grown. We've evolved. We, we've learned so much over the course of this year. We have. We conceived a baby. We had that baby. Born. And now growing up. Sometimes it's good. 
sometimes you're like, why did I do this? This was such a commitment. My life has changed forever. It does feel that way. It, does it not? It does. I'm waking up in the middle of the night thinking of this. Yeah. Fielding messages. Yeah. People telling me juicy little bits of gossip, which I got this week actually from an Uncover Girl listener Tell me. who told me that a sister of a friend was in Olivia Jade's sorority <gasps> in USC. Stop. And she was a horrible bitch <laughs> and was like this person is not to be rooted for under any circumstances because we did finish that on a positive note i think it was last week's naomi campbell episode yeah. we were talking about jacob Elordi taking on the role of elvis mm-hmm. he of course is now with olivia jade who is a youtuber but best known for uh not getting into usc on her own merit yeah and we kind of ended on like we you know love, wish her the best. yeah love in any f- let's go and i guess no we must retract that oh, now because retracted. eyewitness accounts not nice not nice not nice it must be difficult to be nice growing up in like the laps of luxury totally. the height of privilege totally totally what perspective do you have what reason do you have to be nice to someone where's the adversity when there's so much entitlement like it's, it's just impossible frankly we can't hold it against her she no. was destined for that yeah in so many ways. Okay, tell me what is oh. inspiring you. A woman's intuition. Oh. An animalist. Oh. <laughs> an animalistic instinct, if you will. That is what's inspiring me. Knowing, capital K. Knowing. Knowing. All knowing. Yeah. <laughs> me, God. Yeah. I've spoken at length of the fact that I was going, I've been traveling a lot, went back to back weddings in Mexico, and first wedding. Oh, incredible so beautiful looked insane it was insane it was i mean she wore vivian westwood the same dress that barbara pelvin wore if you just want a reference there was every creative under the sun there she walked into love at first sight by kylie minogue she danced uh with her dad her first dance was aruba oh so fun yeah it was just beautiful from start to finish it was amazing and then Chris and I had a wedding the following week in Mexico. Our plan was then to stay in Mexico. We were like, this is this is the right move. As soon as we arrived at our next destination, I started to feel strange. Mm. Something just wasn't right in the air. I felt like I'd been away from home for too long. I'd been away from the cats for just too long. I just kind of had a weird emotional come down of a day. To be fair, I had was coming off a four-day bender of just nights out every night. Oh my God, I do. I have another, I have another inspiration. Say it. Say it. We have the time. Okay. <laughs> I'm, fu- I'm, I'm fully throwing away the cue cards. I'm doing the no, same thing. No, go, go live. Do it live. To sign off on the last chapter, the second wedding was plagued by like a once in a year hurricane in Cabo. And uh, it really derailed their original event. They had to push it forward a day because of that. Chris and I arrived on off the plane as the ceremony was starting and we got in at about the second course at dinner and it was an incredible wedding I just like my heart broke for what she had in mind but it was so fun it was so fun everyone ended up in the pool it was amazing but my <laughs> my second inspiration <laughs> so while I was at this wedding I saw a friend of a friend who I have seen on and off for the last couple of years. But every time I see him, we don't really get into it. It's a quick, it's a hi and it's a goodbye. Which is funny because when I first met him, we spent an entire weekend together for my lovely friend Alice's birthday. And we really connected. We got on so well. That weekend on the Sunday morning, I woke up 
in a room with him and Alice and another girl naked oh. in a bed. Oh, it was like, it was 6am. I look around the three of them are like sharing this room. I'm in the one empty bed. And I was like, Oh my God, how, first of all, how am I, how did I get here? Second of all, I am so lucky that I chose the one empty bed to wake up naked in on this Sunday morning of this birthday trip. So <laughs> I, <laughs> I like wrap myself up. I go back into my room. I was sitting next to this guy after the wedding, post-wedding celebration. And again, we really connected a couple years back. So I always wondered why whenever I saw him, it was like, hey, okay, yeah. Like no, no deeper conversation, nothing further than that. So I decided to break the ice a little and be like, I don't know if you know this, but this one morning I woke up and I was naked in, in a bed opposite you. And he told me he's very aware of this. In fact, I woke up naked in his bed or I got into his bed naked. He looked over, saw me there and was like, this is a bad look. I have a lot of respect for Chris. I'm going to get into another bed and leave her there. I went to sleep in pajamas, Ivana. I'm I'm not a heathen. I'm in a shared group house on a birthday trip. Also, I'm, you're like a pajama girl. I'm a pajama. I'm a pajama girl. Yeah. I don't really sleep naked by choice. <laughs> no, I think it's actually just that I love an outfit for any occasion. Yeah, of course. And it's like pajamas. It's another chance to, to just. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so it was very strange, and I couldn't work out what had happened at the time. And then he updated me, and I just had to really take it in and sit in that embarrassment. And I just, I was inspired by the fact that it was water of a duck's back for me because two years ago, I would have been floored by this news. I would have been humiliated. A random man that I didn't know prior, Mm -hmm. like fully seeing me naked and having to make a game time decision as to whether like he stays asleep next to me or like shimmies away. I've inconvenienced the man also. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. He's having to get up and go somewhere else. I just... Yeah, I, I, I really just had to be like, okay, well, that's uh, pretty embarrassing and I'm just going to keep it moving. Because it's like <laughs> no other man has seen me naked in yeah. literally years. And so like the first thought was always, like I just went straight to my body. Like I just really went there in yeah. my mind. And then I pulled it back, reeled it back in. Hook, line, and say, I was like, she's wow. coming back. I have to get over this. And then it became a huge talking point of the night. He told me that one of his friends was like, I would have done things differently if oh. I was you. Uh, uh, and it's like, hmm. wait. <laughs> you uh, put consent in the equation. Yeah. <laughs> That's huge. And he hasn't talked to me in years. <laughs> I mean, it's just amazing all the experiences that we have that we don't really remember or we remember, you know, memory is a flawed thing. Let's, let's start there. It's not eyewitness accounts. Not that accurate. No. We can't remember really our own lives. So to be told something like this dude it's like very out of body the the idea of not being in control first of all for me a scorpio terrible yeah but someone knowing more about you than you know about yourself is crippling oh yeah i remember one of the revelations that i was told at a point i all of college was could drink however much i wanted i would never be drunk yeah because you partied so hard when you were a teen yeah and so i was totally fine with it yeah but then once my like or mid-20s came yeah. then when I would drink I could become drunk from an unknown amount of really? like three cocktails and suddenly I'm no so there was one evening that and I, it's not that I like blacked out I don't think I've ever fully blacked out but I didn't recall the specific detail and was told by Stephen and Kana that I became a little brat at the end of the night and I refused to drink any water they were like you're gonna be hurting in the morning why don't you have a glass of water 
I said, where is my straw? I'm not going to drink that unless you bring it to me with a straw. (laughs) Me, me. And I refused. I didn't have a sip of water. They were like, please just take it off the side of the glass. Like we can't find a straw. And I was like, oh, okay. If there is no straw, I am not going to drink this. I won't do it. I will not do it. How are you going to protect your teeth? Exactly. From the water. (laughs) I refused. So first of all, I would love to see you in this state i know because i've never delight in it no i never got that side of you I like you had really grown out of it like even at your bachelorette i feel like you had two drinks a night like I it did, was so yeah. yeah it was so minimal i want to like revive this era we're going to a party tonight so i know who knows what could we're happen we're going to a big party tonight i know ben's expecting 1000 people that's a lot of people 300 rsvp'd and they said to be prepared for a thousand wow yeah all right, let's go. Maybe yeah. tonight's the night. Halloween. You'll see me, a little rascal. I can't wait. Do you want to share oh, what yeah. you're going as? I am going as Lorelai Gilmore. Yes, Or share. If my <laughs> Lorelai Gilmore shirt does not come in time. It's two dramatic ends of the spectrum. Yep. Lorelai Gilmore or share. But I love them both. Oh, yeah. Both brunette icons. What are you going as? So this was a last minute idea. We were supposed to go as Jessica Simpson and Johnny Knoxville and Dukes of Hazard. So fun. But the vest didn't arrive in time. Ugh. Pivoting, pivoting, pivoting. Chris came up with the idea of forgetting Sarah Marshall. Russell Brand, hugely problematic at the moment. We didn't even factor that in. <laughs> uh, he plays this rock star character, Elvis Snow, which he reprised and Get Him to the Greek. So he's going as Elvis Snow. Elvis or Eldis? I think I need Oh, him. I don't know. And I'm going as the Kristen Bell character of like Sarah Marshall. Which, You'll kill it. Yeah. You'll, I've got my you'll side lead. bang you'll wig. Lead. Yeah. Oh my God, the side bang. Yeah. Oh my I've God. I've got to show you my wig. She looks amazing in that movie. I actually watched that not too long ago. Actually truly holds up. Yeah. I was laughing aloud. It's a great premise. Yeah, it is. The celebrity girlfriend that dumps you. I mean, the the puppet opera. I know. Everyone should. Yeah, we should read. Spectacular. I, I know. You put it on while you get ready tonight. Oh, I should. That oh, would be cute. so fun. Yeah. yeah. yeah we're definitely going to do that. That's good. But no, I'm excited for tonight. Birthday season. I know. Birthday Your birthday season. coming up. I know. Coming Actually, straight up. When this airs, it will. I will have been 29 for one day. Wow. Huge. How are you feeling about it? So fine. Yeah. I, I love a non birthday birthday year. My funnest birthdays have been the Off odd years. numbers yeah yeah totally next year it's my golden birthday oh my god with the 30th whoa it's like the double whammy which i just frankly i don't want to think about it. i don't want to look forward to it. we'll do new orleans next year i feel like i think that's good i think it's yeah. good i think it's good i saw someone who's there right now and i remember when we briefly for one morning one of our like manic episodes where we decide we're gonna do something and then reached out to seven people everyone was like i will be there no problem yeah everyone aligned yeah it was supposed to be like next weekend yeah <laughs> i know <laughs> So in lieu of that. No, I got a text like two weeks ago from Cass, one of our loyal Argos, being like, hey, are we still planning to go to New Orleans? I'm just working out my schedule. (laughs) I was like, okay, okay. Uh, No, we're not going to go in six days. (laughs) But we'll circle back. What's inspiring you? Oh my God. I cannot wait because this is actually full circle on the pod. I shared about how one of my first lies to a man was Was Green Day. I liked Green Day. Last night, I attended a Green Day concert. (gasps) I forgot to ask about (laughs) it. An impromptu Green Day concert. Wait, was Steven the man you lied to? No. It was Initially? in fifth grade that I oh, lied. Oh, it was early, fifth early. Grade. Early, yeah. early. So here's the thing. I cried at the concert <gasps> because I was so moved. <laughs> so I'm not lying anymore. Wow. I'm a Green Day fan. And what moved me was that there was this little girl front and center. She was probably maybe eight or nine and had her little rocker, like the little rocker hands up the 
entire concert. Her mom was behind her filming her, jumping, screaming, singing every lyric. She had cool, like, little dip-dyed hair. She had, like, a little bob. And she was teeny, so sweet, and so excited to be there. And there was just something about the whole scene that really moved me. And the music was great. The sound was terrible because the whole thing was so strange. It felt like one of our press events, but... Like a listening party? Yes. Yeah. It was on a studio lot on the CBS studio. Oh, no way. So we could walk there too from our house. Yeah, didn't right dis- around the corner. They didn't disclose like the location or the venue until the day of. And we were worried. We're like, God damn, if this is somewhere downtown. So this is a subscription reward for super fans. I guess so. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Steven just got an email one day and was like, you're a Green Day fan. Buy tickets. They're coming to LA for a secret show. Wow. And he bought them. The tickets were 15 bucks. And it was so funny a girl crowd surfed a girl with like do you know the spiky hair the one it's like spiky in all directions yeah like the angelica doll yes exactly and um she crowd surfed in the middle um as green day kind of played quietly oh because the sound was not like perfect they were recording it for online so the live show wasn't everything that i think you would get you weren't the intended audience Yeah. yeah Like the Super Bowl. Exactly. They're never performing for no. the crowd in the stands. Those people might as well not be there. Yeah. And it, me and Steven at one point held her up entirely. We thank weightlifting for the ability to do that because yeah. she would have fallen to her death if we had not. The crowd was so like chill and older and people who clearly like grew up with Green Day yeah. that they were not prepared for a crowd surfer. But overall, I'm now a fan. We came home and we watched a bunch of videos of them performing in the early 2000s. Oh. Which is, of course, the era that we're going to be talking about today. It is indeed. I mean, do we just get into it? I want to get into it. Before we do, I just have one more question or possibly like moot point I want to raise. Just for your thoughts. Yeah. This is such an insane pivot. Taylor Swift and Travis Kelsey. Obviously, they are... Wait, Khalees or Kelsey? No, not Khalees. Like milkshakes Khalees. Kelsey. Not Khalees. I've been saying Travis Khalees. Oh my god. That's what I've been saying. This is the up new there Tony, Tony Lanez. Travis Cleese. Travis Kelsey, the football tight end bow of Taylor Swift, obviously has pervaded every corner of the media, social, traditional, print, online, you name it. It's being talked about a lot among regular podcast hosts that I listen to. And I was really frustrated listening to this one the other day because there was an argument between the two co-hosts. One saying he gets a lot out of the relationship and she gets nothing. And the other one being like, she's getting a lot out of this. And obviously, like the core of the debate was, is this a PR relationship or is it not? And I was I just wanted to participate because it's obviously she's getting a lot out of it. But I'm wondering your instinct okay i'd like for you to say more though what okay in in terms of like what is she getting out of it okay well first of all the nfl have now released friendship bracelets inspired by taylor swift oh my god yes so there's gonna be some sort of subcontract now with the nfl where she is getting a cut of that merchandise oh my god there's no way you can put a taylor swift accessory something that's so deeply associated with her and not give her a cut so that's that's number one this is the most surface surface level Secondly, Maddie Healy, hugely controversial relationship. Mm -hmm. They broke up after his like problematic comments. It has been a very sharp turnaround to end up with from the like the indie British rocker type who is controversial and says whatever's on his mind to the all American literal football player. I mean, they are prom queen and prom king. Yeah. And 
she's getting new fans out of the NFL. She's constantly in the conversation in the zeitgeist now because football season is huge in this country. I mean, it's America's sweetheart and America's prince. Totally. I agree. I'm, okay, I think we're just journalists and Her we're cynical. image is scrubbed squeaky clean now. Yeah, it is. Which, not that it was particularly no, but it was weird. right now yeah. coming off of eras or anything. Totally. But it was the back-to-back, like Love Life specifically, it was the back-to-back British guys, the skinny, brooding, creative types, to then go to the enormous football giant that is Travis Kelsey. I know. There's a matchmaker that I follow that has predicted that they're going to get married. I and kind like, of hope they do because it makes so much sense. Taylor Swift, Kelsey. Yeah. Taylor Swift, please. <laughs> Taylor Swift, please. Um, She's like, I think it could happen. Milkshakes, <laughs> yeah. There it is. I don't know. I was just listening to this and I was like, you've got to be kidding me that you think that like, sh- like someone has to bring something to the table for her to sign on. Of course. In any capacity. It's not enough to just be a hot, successful two-time champion. <laughs> no. You have to have something else going for you. And I think no. that's, that's and, the vibe. I mean, and I like the photos of them together. I'm liking it. I'm Same. liking them. I like to see them together. Her ex-boyfriends just seem so wimpy. Yeah. By comparison. Yeah, totally. Totally. It does feel like going through the phase to come out with the guy you were always supposed to be with. And it feels like he's the first one who is aware that he's with Taylor Swift and aware of what that means. Yes. And not not jaded by it. No. Not frustrated by it. Not upset by it. No, there can't really be a competition in terms of like his fame and her fame are different. They operate in different circles. Yeah. You Venn diagram those circles. Yeah. Whoa. Perfect. Magic. You've got a whole new audience that you've just tapped into that yeah. may have never even heard love story. Yeah. You know? Exactly. And now they will. And now they will. And their daughters will. That's the thing. Family football Sundays have changed. Little girls are watching to see Taylor Swift in the stands and men are watching to watch their boys die on the field. The viewership will have shot up. So it's like there's some sort of backdoor deal going in. And I'm not saying that this relationship isn't real and authentic. It very possibly is and probably is. Yeah. But she's getting there's there's, some, there's something coming oh, out yeah. of it. Oh, for yeah. sure. For sure. Anyway, yeah. that was just something that I, I'm glad you wrapped it up. Tossing and turning at night. Yeah. Sleep. Understandably. But speaking so, of celebrity relationships, dude. I know. This is the biggest one of all time. <laughs> the biggest one of all time. Been very much in the zeitgeist over the past week because, of course, Britney Spears just released a memoir. The Woman in Me. This is our first repeat celebrity. Yep. And I think for no better reason. Yeah. Only natural that it should be Britney. And this is in some ways an emergency episode. Yeah. Which I saw our dear friends at Club Cosmos Radio also released an emergency Britney Spears episode this week. So go check that out. Please go check our that out. Our dear sweet Kristen breaking down the astrology of Britney Spears. And I just have to say, I mean, she's all I've been thinking about all week. Bits of the memoir have come out. I'm going to read it. Are you going to read it? Yeah, no, I never already listened to like a two-hour summary of it before to prepare me for the audiobook. Yeah. It was like a colonic, if you will. I, I know, exactly. Exactly. Which it does feel though that this has to be done with the audiobook. Yeah. Because totally. Michelle Williams. Michelle Williams is laying it all on the table here. I know, the fish shizzle. I know. That's I know. hard. That couldn't have been easy. So let's backtrack a little bit because yeah, Justin Timberlake and Britney Spears sort of is a the beating heart of the memoir, let's say. Yeah. And revelations have come out about what happened within that relationship, how it made her feel, the beginning of the conservatorship. And this all began 
around the era of the profile that we are diving into today. They're currently together in this moment. And it really does feel like her villain origin story in a lot of ways, this this breakup with Justin. It does. And we are catching it. This is the moment before. I know. This And this year, I mean, 2001, this is the year of the double denim outfit. Yes. This is the year that everything happened. So let me start with the headline here. And then I'm going to get into 2001, a little backstory. So Rolling Stone... September 2001, Britney Spears breaks just like a little girl. The queen of teen grows up with her own house, a new movie, and a third album. Yeah, we should know on the cover, the quote is, don't treat me like a little girl. I know. Yeah. Which feels eerie, honestly. Yeah, really Once I saw that, I said, oh man. Especially because the whole concept of the memoir is the woman in me. There's a woman in me and no one allowed her out. Chills. 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 And this period she's about to release her third album which features that song that's prominently featured both on the album and in the movie crossroads that she had just finished making not a girl not yet a woman yes it's been just like a running through yeah through line in her life that she's been infantilized at every step and such a tragic through line dude because i mean you as sort of the authority on authenticity (laughs) in in my life and in the world (laughs) It's like, imagine being forced to never, never being allowed to be authentic or who you are. We get into it in the profile, but her basically being like, I've been having sex all throughout my teens. And it was insane that they made me pretend that I pretend to be a virgin. Yeah. Going back into those archival interviews is so tough. Like, I actually choose not to watch them because I find them truly harrowing. But it's literally everyone's talking about your breasts. Have you had breast implants? Are you still a virgin? And the harsh, harsh dichotomy between how male stars were being asked about their music and taken seriously. And then someone like Britney, whose entire like conversation was just around her body and her body alone. Yeah. Do you think you're too sexy? Yeah. It's like, can are you, you a good role model? Yeah. Asking Olivia Rodrigo if she's a virgin. Someone on air is like, by the way, are you a virgin right now? <sighs> the world would riot. Yeah. It's just, it's wild. It's hard enough getting a straight answer about Zach Beer. I know. <sighs> Ex-boyfriend. I know. We'll post a video of them fighting. It's one of my favorites. <laughs> um, okay, so 2001, Harry Potter and the Sorcerer's Stone. Biggest movie of the year. Tom Cruise and Nicole Kidman. Divorce. divorce making for one of the most iconic celebrity paparazzi shots of her like leaping for joy leaving the divorce court offices. Yeah, she's fist pumping. Yeah. There's one she looks like beatific bathed in light her arms are outstretched her eyes are closed she's looking towards the sky she's literally just escaped hang it in a museum i know it's so powerful bjork swan dress oh nice i know lady marmalade comes out one of the biggest songs in the world life-changing yeah truly Aaliyah died this year at 22 in a plane crash and it just felt like This was such a wild year for celebrity in general, but specifically the biggest couple in the entire world this year is Britney Spears and Justin Timberlake. Do you want to reference 9-11? Oh, yeah. (laughs) This is released two days. Uh, Yeah, after after (laughs) 9-11. So, I mean, there was just a lot shifting in the ether. Obviously, that completely upended the world and the way that we travel and how paranoid we are at all times. And there was a real obsession, and I think you can see it, in the magazine covers that came after. Yeah. With All-American America, All-American Sweethearts. It became this sort of obsession with patriotism. Yeah. And celebrities had to be patriots yes. in a lot of ways. Yeah. We sort of put that on them. And in Britney's life this year, she's getting ready to release her third album, 
Britney, self-titled, which has Slave for You on it, which I feel like is one of the biggest songs, became a huge, I don't know, moment in culture when she performed with the boa. Oh, of course. As we all know. A great Halloween costume as well. Oh my God. That that will never die. Yeah. No, no. It'll always be. The writer, Jenny Eliskew, she is a contributing editor at Rolling Stone now. She also is a radio host at Sirius XM, and she has a book called Schools That Rock, The Rolling Stone College Guide. Cool. Um, she also wrote the liner notes for Britney's Greatest Hits album. What? I know. Isn't that the cutest thing you've ever heard? I get the vibe that Britney really liked her. Yeah. She yeah. opened up to her in a real way with this profile, which I feel like I just want to dive right in. I let's go. Okay. So it opens. If there was such a thing as new house smell, Britney Spears, Hollywood home would reek of it at the top of a steep driveway. Evidence of recent construction, two by fours, bits of concrete sits in a refuse pile next to the garbage pails. The three story structure that the singer bought in January for a reported 3 million seems almost like a hotel. It's got that just cleaned, not lived in feeling in the kitchen. Full sets of plates are topped by rolled up linen napkins, as if they haven't been used since they came out of their boxes. Neither flashy nor cute nor particularly fashionable, Britney's house is awash in neutral colors and deep, rich maroons that Martha Stewart would approve of. So the vibe is that she's grown. She's grown up. She hasn't lived here at all, it seems like. No. She, what, 19 in this moment? Yeah. Yeah. I think so. So she's got a house. I just, I find it funny that they referenced it was worth a reported 3 million as if that's a lot of money. And now it's like 3 million is the baseline of what you can afford in Los Angeles. Yeah. That's just like a modest two bedroom home. <laughs> yeah. In, it's not a house in yeah. the hills. No, 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 no. Yeah. 2001, a different time. And so she seems very excited about growing up. She has the cutest little quote where she talks about how there's a, there's a glass door that leads out to a patio off of Britney's bedroom. And she says, we just hang out. She says, relishing her role as tour guide, you know, listen to music, party, just have a fun time. I don't like to go to clubs out here because everyone's always looking you up and down. I love showing off my house. I can't wait to start having dinner parties here. She's only just now becoming self-conscious. Yeah. In the sense of she's really aware of her celebrity at this point. Mm -hmm. I mean, there's no escaping it. She's on album number three. Exactly. And I feel like everything changes for everyone. Album number three. Yeah, it does. One, you know. So fun. So fun. So wild. Three is when people I feel like are coming into their own. She's, of course, just because of her age coming into her own. And her star power has doubled or tripled now that she's with Justin Timberlake. Yeah. This is the big, the big moment or that's just the thing that's underscoring this entire profile is the fact that she is with Justin and she loves Justin. And that's something that's something that's made really clear in the memoir is she says it over and over again. She's like, I cannot understate how much I loved him. I love him. I love him. I love him. And there's a moment of of questioning as a reader or a listener where you're like, well, are you just saying this all in retrospect? Is this to kind of throw him under the bus a little bit? But going back 22 years, she says it over and over again. She's like, I love this man. Yeah. And it's the most exciting part of being grown up is that she has her house. Justin comes and stays there. Like it's so Yeah, He's basically been living with her this whole time. Yeah. What she talks about, that's also a part of the reason the virginity thing was so ridiculous. Yeah. Is she's been having sex for years. Her boyfriend lives with her basically. Yeah. No, it's like actually lives with her. Yeah. Yeah. Between Orlando and LA. Yeah. They were living together. Yeah. I think it started really early on from the label. 
Yeah. Yeah. What's your take on that? Because there's this whole like Lolita packaging that really set Britney on course. I mean, that is how she was introduced to the world as like the sexy, unattainable child. Yeah. Jailbait. Jailbait. Yeah. They wouldn't let her grow up, obviously. Like they wouldn't let her age out of that, which have we seen that again more recently with a teen star turned... I mean, Olivia Rodrigo is a great example of yeah. someone who blew up at 18. The machine doesn't operate as it once did, which right. is like completely unchecked. And I think that they became attached to what made her so famous. Yeah. As like they, you know, they made this identity for her as this girl next door. And then they wanted to hold on to that as long as humanly possible because it sold albums. Yeah. Well, the proof was literally in the pudding. She was the highest selling artist of what 1999 I yeah say? i'm sure well no highest selling female artist of all time by 2008 that's what i remember from the vanessa gregoriadis episode oh, yeah. which you're welcome to go and revisit as a preface before we get into this but yeah she was the highest selling female artist she had the biggest debut for an album and single that i think like the world had ever seen back in 1999 with baby one more time yeah so i mean she's really superstar to end them all in this moment but it is funny that she is finding all these kind of external sources to feel like she is the grown-up she wants to be because of public identity she's not allowed to step into that role and jenny writes about exactly that here she says ever since she first graced tv screens looking like a naughty catholic schoolgirl in her baby one more time video britney has alternated between doe-eyed ingenue and midriff bearing sex pot she's the quintessential girl next door The one with the bashful, who me, smile, who never lets on, that she knows you think she's hot. Mm. She has looked at adolescence from both sides now, and she's become a bona fide grown-up in the coming years. The provocative image won't be available to her anymore. That is so powerful. She never lets on that she knows you think she's hot. And that is a tough line to toe. Mm -hmm. She goes on to say later in the profile that she's never been insecure. I am obsessed with this Which was so, so funny. I know. It's deep in there. I'm sure it's buried. But she's like, I've never, ever felt insecure until now. And that's so interesting because like what teen girl do you know has never had an insecurity? But she is perfect. Oh, yeah. She is physically perfect. Mm -hmm. And it's funny. That's what Vanessa remembered of her too when she found her that day at the mall uh, for her Rolling Stone piece in 2008, she was like, she was so beautiful. Yeah. Even then, even in the grips of crisis. And to be able to sing and dance to that capacity and be that hot, I mean, they don't make them like that anymore. No. And Jenny also says that the photos don't really capture how beautiful she is. When you're with her in person, it's so striking. And I love that quote. She says, honestly, Brittany says, lowering her voice to a conspiratorial whisper. I know this may sound really silly, but when I was younger, I was never really insecure at all. Never. Now I get insecure sometimes when I go places because people expect celebrities to look a certain way. And there are mornings where I wake up and my butt feels fat. But overall, I know. I mean, it's amazing. It's amazing. Yeah, she grew up in a naked house. She walked around naked all the time. But also, as we mentioned, she was a perfect specimen from childhood for the Naomi Campbell effect Mm -hmm. of it all of like from eight years old she was indisputably gorgeous i know so it's like what are you gonna do an awkward phase i mean we witnessed her awkward phase and it was not awkward at all totally 16 yeah yeah, yeah. (laughs) not everybody's looking fabulous at those ages no exactly 
And she I, was. I do like that there's credit given to how much power she has here by Laura Lynn, her cousin. Yeah. Who says like she actually has a lot more say than people think. And she, that's something it seems like she's like, it's been hard won. Yeah. But like she didn't at the beginning. Well, no, I think they originally wanted her to do for the Baby One More Time video, like something in space, like something oh very <laughs> millennium. And she was the one who decided, she was like, no, I want it at high school. I want to choose the boys because they have to be cute. I want my friends to get this and connect with this. And I'm tying up my top because like, that's fun. And that's what we would do. Yeah. And that was all her call. And I think that's what's been so frustrating for her is how much her power was stripped throughout the course of her recording career because she was like what I decide works like look guys it has always worked why are you trying to take this away from me now and she also is clearly someone that doesn't take herself too seriously like she's kind of a little goofball she's so goofy and I think that's one of the really devastating things about her social media today is that people one are like why is she dancing like that like that's she looks not not okay but she has sort of always been like this. Yeah. If you look at early videos, she's twirling. Yeah, she's, she's doing the worm. She's funny and silly and she's talking about like farts kind of like she's like, yeah. it's so interesting. I know. I don't think any one of us really knew her. We were just presented with a different idea of her, which we all bought into, which yeah. was this like super hot sex pot virgin. Virgin. And I think a big part of it that they talk about here is that The concern was that her fan base was very young and she had to be this role model for young women. And that is why people went absolutely insane when she would step out in an outfit that was a little bit more revealing or had a Rolling Stone cover where she was in a bra. People were like, "Ah, ah," like, no, my daughter, my poor daughter. Right. But if your debut single is you in a tied up crop top, I mean, what can you really expect? I know. She talks about it here, which I am like, this this holds on today where she says it's not that deep talking about her sexy i was like dude this is today i like wearing those clothes when i'm on stage i'm an entertainer when kids are younger and have a recital once a year that's their time to go on stage and put on their little costume and do their thing that's what it's like for me i put on my cute clothes and i go on stage and i do it the song calls for me to wear something a little voluptuous or sexy i like to go there it's not that deep. And it's the most like rational response in the world. It's like, yeah. and everyone was looking to pull out of her like the, I'm sorry. The I'm sorry, like the the hot topic pull quote to splatter across the tabloids. And like, she was just like, well, no, it, this actually just like makes sense because the song's like sexy. So I'm going to just emulate that. Like, huh? did you watch the Cher show in the 70s? Yes. Like- did you like any performer at any point no one's belly button has been out more than that woman (laughs) no no it's it's burned into my mind i know i can see it now when i close my eyes i know that'll be you tonight i know are you wearing a midriff bearing outfit not necessarily your little sex part but i could try (laughs) your little doe-eyed ingenue i know we'll see we'll see what i pull out there is an option that i wear a completely sheer dress who knows that's cool yeah I actually do have something you could borrow that's sequined and long. Okay. Yeah, it's nude. Kind of show. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Let's see. We'll, we'll go into your closet after this. Yeah, we'll do it. Um. So, yeah. So, she's growing up. She's not really insecure. And she's so in love. She's yeah. so in love. Oh, my gosh. This profile breaks into one of our favorite kind of moments where it 
is profile, 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 and then a brief Q&A because it's clear that the writer just wanted to include absolutely everything she said about Justin. Yeah. Are we skipping ahead too far? We kind of yeah. are, yeah. I just, I just talk about Brian a little bit. Oh, yeah. Brian, her brother. Let's talk about her brother. No, I'm just interested in Brian because I never knew any of this. I just heard about him through her memoir pretty much. But Brian is her older brother, five years older, 24 at this point in time, very much on her payroll, just like everyone else in her family. And she had these houses. She had one in New York. She had one in LA. I think she might still had one in Orlando at this point. But I think she became increasingly frustrated with how her brother Brian was able to just live such a normal life on her dime Mm -hmm. without any of the downsides, like was really raking it in off the back of her deals, living obviously in her properties around the country, living the Britney Spears lifestyle without any of the pitfalls of being Britney Spears. And I think it became a sticking point. And I mean, now she doesn't talk to any of her siblings, it seems like, because none of them were there. Yeah. I can't imagine. As a child of three siblings, how crazy to comprehend that no one stood up for you. And lived off of you for so long. And lived off of you. Yeah, that's the the idea of like, oh, I want to protect this person because I love them so much. Yeah. Didn't come up, I guess. No, I mean, money talks. And I think that they couldn't afford that. Yeah. For her not to be productive. No. But I love the way that they talk about the fact that she has the sexiness, but she's still a goofy kid. She's not that innocent, but she's like no devil in disguise, which I think is so important because parents at this point were literally calling her a devil. I know. Well, I fell out with a friend because her mom was like, we are Christians. Britney Spears cannot be a part of our life. And they came to school, I remember one day, and my friends were like, we can't listen to Britney Spears. Like, she, it's not Christian. And I was like, are you girls kidding? What? And I said... We're done. You're like, that's that's my it angel. For me. I was like, I love her. What are you talking about? Yeah. They're like, you cannot listen to her or talk about her to us. Oh, they said that to yeah. you? Yeah. Like, it was like a confrontational thing of like, <gasps> hey, I'm Mom drawing a no. line. Mom said no. Mom said she is the devil, basically. We're a Christian. It's not okay what she's doing. And I was like, you guys are crazy. She's amazing. Whoa. She's a once in a generation talent. And I cut it off with them. Goodbye. Yeah, see ya. I don't have time. I don't have time for this. You were the original free Britney movement. I was. I was. Free her from the misconceptions. Yeah. And there were so many. Well, the, it's such an American conversation, the puritanism of it all, like the, oh my God. the push and pull of what's enough to keep men interested, but not too much that you like repel them as a filthy slut like it's like it's giving salem witch trial it is it's just like oh you've 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 sexual i'm sexually attracted to you so you have to die yes <laughs> and she brings that up in the memoir again i'm sorry sorry we're no. jumping back to the memoir but she says no it's it, why we're here yeah she was like it is it was like the salem witch trials where it was like if you if she obeyed and went along with how her father was treating her under the conservatorship then she could prove that she is not crazy but she could never be crazy like let me get out of here so she was like it was very much like throwing a witch into the ocean and being like if she floats she's She's a a witch witch. if she drowns she's human whoops we got that one wrong yeah yeah and so she's drowning i know her quote in the memoir when talking about the 2007 incident is It was my way of saying to the world, fuck you. You want me to be pretty for you? Fuck you. You want me to be good for you? Fuck you. You want me to be your dream girl? Fuck you. Yeah. So good. I know. Chills. Chills again. Chills. 
she also in the memoir talks about how she was always faced with these strange questions about her boobs and if they're real or not. And it does come up here with Jenny when she sort of describes her. So she talks about how she's a natural beauty that even the photographs don't reveal. Um, Today, she has her lashes clumped with mascara, her eyelids rimmed with gray eyeshadow, and her honey blonde hair sprouting into a messy ponytail suspended in a state of perfect disarray on the top of her head. She's wearing inky blue jeans, low enough that her thong comes through in the back. Iconic. Cool. Her green ringer t-shirt stretches tightly across the chest, whose endowment has caused such controversy. Mm. From where I stand, they look real. Yeah. Crazy. I know. To make that adjudication in print yeah i also found it funny and again like this really could this profile could serve as a prologue for or an intro for the memoir because it hits so everything she writes it's a typically hot and hazy july afternoon in los angeles and even though it's a saturday britney has to go to work Mm -hmm. tomorrow she'll fly in a private jet to kick off madonna's u.s tour she's now in studio recording her new album like it's she's a total workhorse. She never gets a day off. And that becomes abundantly clear in the memoir where they worked her throughout her conservatorship every damn day of the year. They're like Vegas residency. Let's go. How I met your mother appearance. Let's do it. You know, world tour through Australia and Asia. Say no more. (laughs) Oh my God. She never like her parents were pulling the strings full puppetry between the studio and the, um, between the record label and her family. That's so wild. And this third record is really interesting because she's sort of doing something new with her sound. So she was previously, she was previously all pop. And now she sort of is like, I want to go into the R&B world. I want a hip hop sound. She's got all these amazing DJs and producers uh, recording with her. All of them who are totally in awe of her talent are basically like when Britney's doing a vocal take, there are no bad vocal takes. Every take is perfect. Yeah. She's such an incredible singer, and that's what everyone forgets. I know. I know. Dude, doesn't this remind you, this 2001 hip-hop R&B rise, I mean, it's Eminem, it's Mary J. Blige, it's Snoop, it's like all these artists, and it really reminds me of this revival that we had in like 2017, where you could not get through a pop song, Havana by Camila Cabello, mm-hmm. without a young thug verse. Oh, like, yeah. Me goes to jumping on Liam Payne's debut single. It's funny to see like hip hop and pop go through these different mm-hmm. evolutions where they come together and then they drift apart and they come together and drift apart. And again, now we're in a drifting apart era where it's all electronic influences. Yeah, it is. Yeah. But, you know, at this point in time, and this is also referenced in the memoir, Justin Timberlake and his album that was soon to debut, Justified. I mean, it's done by Timberland. Pharrell is mm-hmm. producing Britney in this moment. He's like, I want everyone to be like, who is this girl? Is this Britney? No, it can't possibly be. That's Pharrell. I know. So she's in the midst of recording this album and she has a lot of free time, I guess. Oh my God. Speaking of this week and we've been talking so much about what free time does to a woman. Oh, who's always who's busy. Who's always busy. Yeah. And so. Sends you into a spiral. It spoiler does. alert. Mm, I know. Jenny writes, after she finished filming Not a Girl, which became Crossroads. They don't ever mention that, but. Yeah. I get. I don't know when the name changed. I know. But became the movie Crossroads. Yeah, which is fabulous. Fabulous. She's so movie. good. And confirmed this week that Britney is a good actress because her notebook audition was leaked out to the public. I highly recommend you watch. Yeah. We will also post because she was incredible. 
Did you watch it? Yeah, I did. I Were you think, not struck? No, but I'm coming off the Rachel McAdams, obviously, audition tape, and there's nothing that compares. Oh, I mean, that, yeah. that's held highest, the highest acting in your esteem, that's ever been yeah. done. I know. But I was really surprised by Brittany. And also yeah, if how your expectations are low, then it's, yeah. she clears them easily. And I also thought I was really struck by how authentic, obviously she's from the South. This comes up in this profile talking about how I'm from the South and I probably shouldn't open up to everybody like I do. But her accent is so believable. I know. I was like, I could have seen it happen. I know. It would have been good. And obviously, Ryan and Brittany. I know. Reuniting after the Mickey Mouse Club years later. It's amazing. It's amazing. So at this point, she has more free time than she'd had in years. She is quoted as saying, I didn't know what to do with myself. Sometimes when I get really down like that, I just sing and get the guitar out and go with it. Justin has been teaching Britney to play an acoustic guitar, and she hopes to be able to use her guitar on at least one song during her live HBO performance. My fingers are too small, she hollers. I'm very impatient. When I hear Justin play, I'm like, grr. Yeah. I relate. Smitten. Oh, yeah. I know. Wait. How's your guitar going? No, I don't get it to my birthday. It's my birthday present. (laughs) It's my birthday (laughs) present. I know. Beatrice withholds withholds gifts. No. I'm not allowed to have it. It's from That's Chris. called withhold. Oh, it's, okay, fine. Fine, fine, fine. I thought you got it for yourself. I thought you got no, it for yourself. No, no, no. And I was like, you crazy woman. We're going into the room right now. We're getting it out. We're strumming. We're strumming live on the pod. No, I haven't even seen it. I haven't, like, I didn't oh choose it. Nothing. Oh, Chris really? Yeah. Oh, my gosh. You that's so all. sweet. What a great gift. I know. It's what I asked for this year. I love it. And I took off my acrylics in honor of it. So I'm excited. It's time. I mean, our girl band is ready to go. Steven got me my bass last year. So we're we're minutes away bass, from four The Uncover Girl Uncover Band. Uncover Girl. On tour. Girls with a Z at the end. That's oh, it. That is That's good. It. That is it. very strong. <laughs> the Z, it really just heightens the class of just any name. Oh, I know. No, it's it's amazing. I don't want to brag, but we are copywriters and we do charge by the hour for this kind of yeah, stuff. A lot. We charge a lot. <laughs> I did give my fee the other day and they didn't even blink. And I again I just think I'm charging too little. I know. No, it's it, one day this will all be right. But it, it sucks to give an hourly rate and someone go, yeah, OK, so like it just truly not even blank. Yeah. You know, you're like, wait, I made a mistake. I have a friend who quotes $350 an hour to oh. get them down to like 175. They're like, I'm so I'm so sorry. The most we could probably do at this moment is like like a one. Would you even consider like a 180 an hour? And he's like, I guess. Okay. Yeah. It's smart. It's smart. Yeah. Out of the goodness of my heart, because I love you and I love the brand. Uh-huh. And I'll then, drop my rate. And then they start on the back foot because they're like, this person is doing us a huge favor yes. by gracing us with their presence. Isn't that genius? It's No, it's so smart. It's so smart. Diabolical. Yeah. I know. Brilliant. Um, so, so yeah. So this is when Justin is introduced in the profile. It's yeah. this cute little guitar anecdote. And the writer is like, she talks about how this album is really personal. It's sort of like looking into her diary. The writer asks, what's in your diary? And Brittany gives the example of one of the songs on the album, Before the Goodbye, which is addressing the pain and missing someone who... Before the Goodbye, which is about missing someone who hasn't actually left yet. Oh, the uh, foreshadowing of that is too heavy. I know, I know. And she talks about how... Justin, obviously they're both traveling for work a lot and yeah. she misses him. She misses him dearly whenever he's gone. Well, now we know what came out in the memoir is that he was serially cheating on her. I know. Backup dancers, like she thinks about eight women, I think she said. Mm. 
I know. That's so sad. Which, of course, the irony that she kissed her choreographer and told him, and that's what spurred the breakup when he had been cheating. The whole time. And then he wrote Cry Me a River and basically buried her public persona because he cast a Britney lookalike in the video, and then everyone was like, she's a whore. Literally. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which... Taylor's all this time. The other thing that he did, which is insane, is he broke up with her over text. Two words. It's over. Very Joe Jonas and Taylor Swift. Mm-hmm. And then framed a letter, a letter that he wrote for her, gave it like a like a breakup letter. Yeah. Gave it to her framed. Psycho. As if she would hang it up. You know that he's turned off his Instagram comments. <gasps> I know. And he's canceled appearances. <laughs> I know. He's afraid. Know. He's hi- he's in a hideout shelter right now. I know. And he should be. The Britney fans, nobody's happy with no, him. No, people are like guns ablazing with that man. I it's, know. It's- and it came out also that she had an abortion within their relationship. I know. Which is so... Which he encouraged. Yeah. Uh, that was the revelation. No. And she's such a sensitive girl. And it's honestly a miracle that the writer was able to even get her to talk about this because... Jenny writes, there are at least two topics Brittany does not enjoy being asked about, her boyfriend and her wardrobe. She reflexively tenses up when either subject is mentioned. And though she continues to be polite and attentive, she becomes visibly nervous and guarded. I had to read that twice because I was like, I would love to be asked about my wardrobe. Yeah. And then I realized it's her look. It's, it's her, Yeah, it's her little yeah. bras. And people have <laughs> big opinions on yeah. it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. But this is when the Q&A section begins. And okay. the writer asks... Does it bother you that people are fascinated by your relationship with Justin? Brittany answers, when people get too personal, it bothers me. But I'm not ashamed at all to say that I love him from the bottom of my heart. As far as love is concerned with him, too much is not enough. He's everything. Yeah. And that's what we're talking about when it comes to like her, her obsession with him. Like he was her first great love. Yeah. And it feels like no one else came close, not even the Kevin Federlines of it all. He was just there at the right time doing the right things, I think. And that's how he like came onto the scene. But yeah, she, I think it was the childhood connection of the Mickey Mouse Club and the fact that they were both famous. They both, they were both famous at the same time, at the same level almost. I mean, she was bigger, but he would become much bigger after their relationship. And just like, it's a unique experience to have that with another person, you know? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I think it was like a bond. Yeah. A real bond. Jenny asks, how is love different for you now than when you were younger? Which is also kind of funny because it's like, how, you know, what was it like when you dated in high school versus Well, she's 19 now? in this yeah. moment. It's like, how much younger can you get? Yeah, yeah, yeah. She says it feels, it kind of feels the same with him. It's so weird. We've been going out for two years and I still feel the same. Oh, I don't want to say this. I'm so embarrassed. But like, I still want to look cute and I get nervous. She's so young. I know. She gets butterflies. She said it's a deeper love now than when I was younger. We've gone through so much together and we've known each other since we were 12 years old. Do you ever get nervous with butterflies around Stephen? I mean, sometimes. If he looks like particularly dashing and we're like... I don't know. It's like a sweet moment happening. Yeah. I definitely am like, oh, yeah, my sweet guy. Yeah, totally. But nervous. No, I'm not. I'm never like, oh, I don't know what he's going to think. Like, <laughs> I could not care what he thinks. Like, I'm, I'm going to keep doing what I'm doing. Yeah. Yeah. Do you get butterflies? Uh, no, uh, only I think after long times apart. Yeah. Which I think makes sense for her here because she's being, she's apart from him so much that when you're like, oh my God, I'm going to see him. I'm going to oh, see them yeah. again. Like I get butterflies before I see you. Of after course. After a long absence. Oh yeah. 
I know. But yeah, I think I, I'm sure that's a big part of it. It's like with long distance relationships, obviously every emotion is so heightened and you are amping up your next meeting for so long. Like you're so excited and the anticipation of that can just be really overwhelming. And I think that can also be confused for like a much deeper connection. I think that's also why a lot of long distance and then when you stop being long distance, the relationship dies because when you're long distance, every emotion is on 10 at all times. It's so romantic. So fun to see them. You're so happy to see them. If you're fighting, it's like, devastating you're on your knees sobbing because you're like we only have three days together like we can't fight yes yes and then when things even keel and it's just normal and you're together and you're like where's the drama yeah this is boring yeah yeah i think that's a trap a lot of people fall into they Mm -hmm. start to mistake i guess exactly to your point the the even killedness of it all to with complacency yeah and dullness dullness and is there really anything here was attraction ever really here yeah i know sad and they didn't really they didn't work out well I, they also kind of never got a chance it feels like i know i mean he clearly was very ambitious in this moment but he was still fronting a boy band yeah a successful boy band but still a band she is the biggest solo artist in the world that's going to be a hard pill for to swallow especially if you're like a guitar strumming man like he was Oof, yeah did you hear about her abortion I heard a bit. She was like so sick and in so much pain. Oh no. And was like, it's the worst pain I've ever felt. And he, she was cradling the toilet and he came in and started strumming. Started strumming the guitar, the old guitar. Unbelievable. Yeah. The helpfulness of men (laughs) in in dire moments like that. I don't know if you know this about me, but unsolicited sound is really tough. Like I, like I can't go into a bar where someone is playing oh a guitar. An open mic. Oh, it's actually my nightmare. I ha- I've, I've just gone on a huge tirade about this in Mexico City because it was a very loud busker while we were having breakfast. And I was like, this no, is I my can't focus. I can't yeah, focus. Can't. It's, I'm completely gone. To I don't the group. know. Are you sound sensitive? Is there something? No, I, I, I think I am. I think I am too. I like cannot tune it out. And I'm seeing people carry conversations and I'm like, I, I do not know how you guys are doing this. This is all I'm hearing. This is all I'm hearing. Yeah, I yeah. Know. Yep, 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 yep. It's impossible for me. It could be anything. If someone even talks loudly near me where I don't think it's justified. no. No. Have you ever had a completely silent meal with Chris where you're at a restaurant and the table next to you is really loud or like something hectic is happening? Yeah. And then I am like physically unable to carry a conversation. So we have like an entire dinner out and I'm like. Yeah, absolutely. You cannot compete with that. No, no. I know. It's wild. Unsolicited music in any capacity. It's just my idea of a nightmare. It's how I wouldn't wish it on my worst enemy. No, 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 no. It's really huge that she talked about that in her memoir. It's huge. There is a quote in there. Because she must, she was 19. This must have been. Yeah. I mean, that's all I could think about reading this is how much she was concealing, like how much she was hiding. At all times. Yeah. There's an amazing quote in the memoir talking about Justin where she writes that being called a good girl in that image was so distressing because, quote, she'd been having sex since she was 14 and living with Justin throughout their relationship. Yeah. And it's, it's just. No, she was totally like imprisoned by it. Like she was penned in. And you can see why she 
went so hard in the opposite direction like so many stars we've seen Miley Cyrus's you know oh yeah of just like okay you want me to be your perfect little Disney princess like watch me go the entire opposite way I know obviously they would break up she became the villain in the relationship so she never really she was infantilized but she was never given the opportunity to be a victim or be rooted for no and because the cheating was such a huge thing this was another hit on her identity as a role model Mm -hmm. where she had had a performance at the vmas that everyone was very upset about because she was in a quote-unquote skimpy outfit the new york post headline that ran is bra ha ha over a teen heartthrob skimpy outfit britney speared britney speared like like she's speared by the public oh yeah like lampooned by the public got it and she has this quote in here where this is when she's talking about embracing her sexuality and why she doesn't think this stuff is a big deal. It comes after the, it's not that deep where she says, but at the end of the day, I don't like being a role model. I'm not perfect. I'm human. Just like everybody else. Everybody's got an opinion about you, but the only one that matters is your own. So like to have this kind of wisdom and perspective. Yeah. Is absolutely insane. Oh my God. Because do you remember she MTV put her through a literal torture technique where she had to review footage live of people in the street reacting to her MTV VMAs performance. Oh my God. And they were being like, well, I wouldn't want my daughter watching that for one. Like I think she's a a harlot. And she was having to sit there, a camera trained on her face to gauge her reaction to all these like horrific critiques about how she was like too slutty for her own good. And She just took it and then she just turned around and said, like, not everyone's going to like me. That's part of the deal. But I'm not anyone's parent and I didn't sign up to be. And you're just like, oh, my God, I have full body. How? Oh, can you? No, I really can't. At that age, me like reeling from waking up naked in someone's bed. Yeah. And like that being, I mean, no, no, that 28. Unbelievable. Yeah, of course. No. Insane what she was put through and how she just navigated it with such grace. I know. And continues to navigate it with grace and forgiveness in a way that is like unbelievable. Obviously, like her family, I cannot fathom how she feels about her family and how let down that must be. But this entire time, she even in the memoir talks about how she when asked, was she mad being outed by Justin Timberlake as being sexually active? And she says, no, to be honest with you, I like that Justin said that. Why did my managers work so hard to claim that I was some kind of young girl virgin, even into my twenties? Whose business was it if I'd had sex or not? Like what a generous take on Justin. Yeah. I think she actually felt freed by that. Even though his intention was obviously to shame her. her. Yeah. She was liberated from, yeah, the shackles of being the teen dream virgin queen. But yeah, the little leader element of it is so, so gross. gross. Like so gross. the reason her management want her to be that is that she continues to be appealing to older men. Yeah. Yeah. Who love jailbait. She's like a porn category at this point. Oh yeah, totally. Can I just derail us with this detail for yeah. just one second? Yeah. So not a girl, not yet a woman is the big single from her upcoming movie Crossroads. And uh, it was written iconically by Max Martin but Dido? I know. This blew me away. I couldn't Dido believe. Dido had a hand. I know. And then this quote, which I just died. So her, um, who's saying this? Weiss. Oh, 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 I know. Um, it's Barry Weiss. Barry uh, Weiss. Who, at Jive? He's president of Jive. President of Jive. Barry Weiss was like, 
it is on track to become a mega hit a la Celine Dion's My Heart Will Go On or Whitney Houston's I Will Always Love You. Crossroads bigger than the Titanic. (laughs) To to compare Not a Girl, Not Yet a Woman with I Will Always Love You is what she deserves. I love it. I love it. That's so funny. I know. Queen Dido. My mom loved her. Anytime I have a sad day, it's my tea's gone cold. I'm wondering why. Got out of bed at all. Yeah. Rain falls on my window. Oh my and god! I can't see. You know, sing it. I'm I'm becoming my own nightmare. <laughs> the unsolicited singer. My other thing is it's when people sing too well. Yeah, and when people don't treat karaoke like they're a DJ matching the vibe, and instead use it to showcase their vocal range. Yeah, that's my yeah. biggest gripe. Like a five minute slow song. Yeah, that uses vocal range. It's like. You got to keep it moving. No, they choose I Will Always Love You yeah. after someone plays like Jamiroquai. Yeah. And it's like, huh? Now we're just swaying awkwardly. I know. Holding our beers. Watching. Watching as you attempt the run of a lifetime. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Something one of the most famous singers of our time could pull could off. Could pull off. Yeah, and that's and it. Very few others. No. <laughs> I know. I know. I know. And then we're kind of winding down. Yeah. It's clear that everyone was here to find out about her and Justin and where she's at in this moment before this album comes out. The and album, the movie. And the movie. Her foray into film. Have you seen Crossroads? I love Crossroads. Me too. Yeah. Me too. I heard that Zoe Saldana was so disappointed with how it was panned. Like it was truly, oh. truly panned by critics. And oh, I think yeah. she was like devastated. Oh no. Um, but it's really come out as canon. I mean, Vanity Fair just ran a huge piece on it. You're no longer Crossroads, Britney Spears, how Crossroads captured the girl beyond the pop star. And she says in the memoir that she found it really hard to extricate herself from the character. She was like full method. <laughs> and I know. <laughs> she kind of talks about it here. She's like, Does I she? felt like her. And it was weird to watch yeah. because... She's it like, was like me on there. Yeah, I'm she's like, like Wait. She, she was full method. And then she talks about like months after shootings ended. It was like shopping at CVS with a friend for makeup, which again is so Britney and Louisiana of her. And th- she just felt her soul re-enter her body and realized that for the past few months she had been her character and not her. She is, I think, an extremely sensitive person. Oh, for sure. And she says it in here. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Where the is crying, it? The crying. She's like, I cry so much. Like, yes. I'm too sensitive for this world. And it's true. And I think that is so... Yeah. In real life, Brittany says she cries pretty easily. And she admits to being too sensitive. When Brittany had to cry on cue for Crossroads, she found it wasn't easy to manufacture the tears. I really had to be sad all day, hugging her knees to her chest and shrinking in her chair. Yeah, there was one scene where I could not cry. <laughs> and it was really bad because the cameras are on you and they're wanting you to cry and everyone's depending on you. And it's the end of the day and you're just like, man, I can't get sad. What is wrong with me? Aww. No, she's too sensitive for this world. The crazy thing also was how often she was being body shamed at this point in time. Like I'm looking at a photo of her holding the snake yeah. at the VMAs. And to look that tiny in a photo... I know. Crazy. Yeah. That's really proliferated social media at the moment. People are talking about their favorite K-pop stars and they're like, this may look incredible on camera, but you have to realize in real life, these people are going to look so frail. Yeah. So please don't hold yourselves to that standard. No, it's true. It's important. No, I actually can't fathom. And she was like ripped somehow. Like these videos of her doing the worm. It's crazy. I know. I know. Her body just like could do anything that she wanted. I know. It's so rare to find a 
a double threat part because she really had she had the vocal capacity of like a Mariah of like an Ariana and I saw people talking about you know especially with the summer with Renaissance and eras what it would be if Britney's story had gone a different way and the kind of performer that she would be I think it would be on par with a renaissance in terms of like she gave a full out a great yeah and she cared so much there's a quote in here about how her manager is the only person she loses her temper with because she likes things done well and efficiently and she has no tolerance for stupidity or yeah and this was the biggest misconception like speaking of misconceptions is everyone thought she was a pop product and she was in many ways but she had a vision Mm -hmm. and was truly in control, like the master of her own universe in that sense. She really wanted to see her vision executed. And that, I mean, homegirl put a fucking python across her shoulders and walked out onto a stage. The snake was hissing in her face. I know. And this is how the profile ends. It's a perfect transition. Stop. Where Jenny says, there are no Svengali's pulling Britney's strings. She insists. What, is, what does that mean? Svengali. It's like um, someone that controls. It's like a puppet master. Oh, of puppet some master. Sort. It's like a CD figure that controls everything behind the scenes. Oh, I love to learn. I know. Yeah, me too. Oh my God, students of the world. <laughs> she insists. And she's the first one to protest if she thinks she's being taken advantage of. She calls the shots, observes Laura Lynn, which is her cousin and best friend. At first, when you're starting out, you have to do what the record label tells you to do. Now, she's very much taking charge. Jenny writes, if she's a diva, she's certainly the world's politest one. Despite all the pressures she's enduring, the unrelenting public scrutiny of her relationship with Justin, dire predictions that teen pop is a fad whose end is near, the process of recording an album that will be considered a failure if it's anything less than a blockbuster, Britney seems unflappable. But then this is the caveat. Mm -hmm. And however much she's in control, in the studio, she's as docile and compliant as a kid trying to impress her chorus teacher. Do you feel like singing today? Her songwriter asks her. Sure, she says, lifting her eyes from the chipped nail polish on her toes. I'm ready. This struck me because there's also a moment where this guy, who I think is her producer, songwriter, collaborator, says, like, there's never a bad take. Mm -hmm. I think you brought up earlier. And she's like, thank you so much. I know. And she really needs that validation. She really needs that praise. And she's just trying to please everyone. Yeah. That is it that's her core it's that it's that southern like hospitality it's that sensitivity it's like i want i'm aware of everyone especially like as a child of an alcoholic her dad was an alcoholic like wants to keep everyone on a level where they're happy they're content is checking in she's aware you know and like i think that's kind of what broke her in so many ways is that like she kept on pleasing and pleasing and pleasing until like there was that snap of like people were taking advantage of her left right and center and she just had to break out yeah oh it's such a sad story it's it's really heartbreaking i really hope that in our lifetime there is like some semblance of justice or peace for her everyone's like prison for jamie go away yeah go away What did bring me a lot of happiness and relief with regards to the memoir is how much she loved her Blackout album. Oh, I know. She was like obsessed with it. She was like, the best album I've ever done. It was so easy. It was so good. And that was my favorite Britney moment. Like, are you kidding me? Break the Ice. Radar. 
give me more. I know. It's the, it's the heads of a generation. And she just banged it out. And there, at that moment in time, she wasn't able to stop anywhere for more than 30 minutes because the paparazzi would find her. So she would come and go. And I remember talking to Vanessa about this in our earlier Britney episode where she had interviewed Carrie Hilson, Vanessa had. Mm-hmm. And Carrie Hilson had been like, Britney is the queen of ghost moves. She shows up, she disappears. She recorded Give Me More in fucking one or two takes of and was course. out of there. Oh, Oh my God. What a talent. What a talent. Yeah. I just loved that. She loved blackout. Yeah. That made me like really relieved to keep listening and loving it. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And you can feel the love it feels like in it. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, this is a passion project. She was like, the video was terrible. Like the worst video I've ever done, but we did something. (laughs) We showed up. I was in a fedora. The fedora. (laughs) That's a great Halloween costume. Brittany can give me more. Let me pull that up. Maybe yeah, that's please. what I'll be tonight. Oh my God, you could be that tonight. We're going to really, it's going to be a, a a spur of the moment. Because you, you I could have do dark hair, right? You're long, you could do long dark hair. Oh no, wait, what, the video. Let's look it up. Ugh. My ad blocker is really giving me hell at the moment. Oh my, my internet is just giving me hell. Dude, What's this? I Why can't I load? Oh, there. Oh. No. No? She won't. She just won't do it. It's like the iconic. Oh, here we go. It's just playing it in. But the thing is, it's it's like somehow it doesn't feel distinctive enough. Like I have this stuff. Like I have a tall boot. No, it has to be the video look. She wears this little oh, yeah, like, vest. vest thing with a little short uh-huh. and then a belt and then a fedora. Of course. It's so good. Oh, oh and the fishnets. Okay, we can't have any more yeah. of that in there because we no, will be we'll sued the shit out of by know. Jamie, yep. who is truly coming for us all. Yeah, I'm sure he's listening. Oh my god, but wow. that's a fun. That's a fun idea. Yeah, I kind of love that. I agree because then she takes off the fedora and it's her like oh yeah hair flowing. Oh, it's so no, I could straighten my hair by tonight. You definitely could. Yeah, I have enough time. I have enough time. And then just a little like zip up vest. I could see what I could do here. I, I might be going to Goodwill straight after this to try to figure some shit out. Yeah, I think that's a good move. Yeah. It'll all be fine. It'll all, it's all going to work out perfectly. It really does feel like the stakes are so heightened with this Halloween party. It's like yeah. bimbo's themed. Ben has been planning it for at least a month. Oh my God, wow. What is he dressing up as? He won't tell me. Oh. He told me I have to be surprised. Fuck, that's good. I hate when people do that. I know. It's, it's like, hard. what do I have to go off of? Also, yeah. it's because I can't keep a secret. So no, I'm like, this is what I am. Yeah, I know. I said to myself for one second, I was like, I'm not going to show anyone my wedding dress. I've showed absolutely everyone my wedding oh. dress. No. I can't. I can't not. Everyone does that. Yeah, I think it's Not true. a soul keeps it to themselves. And when you see it for the first time in person, it's different. It's, it's so different. Yeah, you're right. It's like seeing a B-list celebrity. I saw someone wearing the Kate dress that we tried on together for the first time. You were there for the very first wedding dress I ever put on, and I saw a bride in it, and I went, that looks really cool. Did it look good? It looks very chic. Yeah. Damn. The one that got away. How much was that? Like $500? I think it was $700. Oh, was it? Yeah, it was. Oh, that's quite a lot. It was a lot. I, I was not prepared that day, nor should I have. No. Just like passed a credit card over and been like, yeah, maybe. But it was so cool. I know. Well, that really does it. The profile wraps right there. Yeah. She's in the booth and she's ready to record. And our girl is back again with a hit album. Overprotected? Are you kidding me? Yeah. Incredible song. I just watched the video this morning to just kind of get my yeah, juices in the flowing. Headspace. Yeah. I know. No, she's amazing. And the memoir is making such big waves. 
I mean, this is going to be one of the most anticipated memoirs of all time. I think so. I think so. And it only feels right to do a memoir when you're coming off of silence. Yeah. You know, she's been truly relegated to the corner for the past 13 years and now she's free and she can talk. Yeah. She's and been she unmuzzled. Should. She should. I know. Whatever she can do to, to heal, I want it for her. I know. There's not many celebrities that we would revisit, but my God, this woman's important. I lost friends because of her and I'll lose them again today <laughs> because of her. I'm, I've been on her side since day one. Yeah. You are the OG. I love her. I love her. So do I. Wow. Well, we send her the best wishes. We send her so much love. Like, I don't know where she is. I don't know if she's in Hollywood, in which case we're 10 minutes away, babe. I know. Call us anytime. And we love you. And we love you. All the love. All the love. Anyone else wouldn't have survived this. Oh, no. I I could not have hacked what she's been through. No. No, no, no. The betrayal of everyone in your life, like the the being used for years, the silence, the... uh, No, it's... Being sent to an asylum for months at a time pulled off stage and sent to a solitary rehab where you are getting blood drawn by the bucket load every single day. And they put you on lithium yeah. and you have no idea where what you, day are, or you are. Di- yeah. No, no way. Mm-mm. No. <sighs> Thanks for coming on this ride with us because yeah. it's always a wild one with Brittany, but she is our sweetheart. I know. And please remember to wish Beatrice, a happy birthday. <laughs> this is coming out. She will have been 29 for one day, one day wiser, one day more beautiful, even though it's impossible because you're wise as they come and beautiful as they come. So, oh my, God, my God, you mean the world to me. What have I done to deserve that? Nothing. To deserve you. You were born deserving of love. My love. <sighs> oh, I wish someone said that to Brittany. I know. You know? I know. Oh, but no, big scorpio season much love to all the scorpios out there we love you have a very very fun and safe halloween weekends yeah hope you already had a great one and there's more to come and excited for for cozy season for you northern hemispheres and you and fun in the sun season for you southern hemispheres (laughs) we love you and we hope you have a gorgeous britney filled day yeah go listen to overprotected you won't regret it bye for the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.